Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We're sounding the alarm for the peril and uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth. As The Watchman on the wall, we will always call out whenever we see those that live in the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We will call out the real motives of those living in a land of unlimited imagination by by expounding on the underreported facts. Today we have a special guest with us, uh, Helen McMinn. Helen is a chemistry degree. Uh, she's got a chemistry degree and secondary science teaching certificate. She taught chemistry at high school level and worked in numerous environmental laboratories over a period of nearly 40 years as director and quality control expert. So she's an expert, folks. We have an expert on our show. She's <laughs> she, She's been involved in uh, – Helen's a great lady, by the way. I know her personally. She's a great lady. She's involved in pro, pro-life – she's been in pro, involved in pro-life work since 1973. And, yes, do the math. From the very beginning of Roe v. Wade, Helen has been a warrior on the battlefield for the pro-life movement. And I got to tell you, that's a big deal to me to have a woman like that on our corner and our side and as I can call friend on our show today, you know, she actually set up a shelter home uh, before there was any crisis pregnancy center. She actually had a shelter home in her basement and uh, she participated in operation rescue in the nineties. She traveled across the East coast organizing the, she actually started up and organizing the, the Reading Burks March for life. She did that and started, I guess the first one we did was 10 years ago. And uh, she's just, uh, she's just, she's been able to, with the help of hundreds of pro-life persons and pro-life people to maintain a pro-life billboard. Uh, She actually has a pro-life billboard. She'll tell us a little bit about how she got that billboard going on the Pennsylvania Turnpike for 13 years to promote the adoption as a choice for life. I think that's so powerful. And she'll talk about that as well. Uh, Helen's been in, she's been involved in the GOP as a committee woman for 20 years and she's organized bus tours. I should say bus routes, bus trips to the national March for life for the last 10 years. She's organized the annual life chain in Morgantown for the last eight years. She's lobbied in Harrisburg for pro-life legislation routinely. They know her name when she calls. Uh, they have, have organized Organized distribution of CDs explain the horror of abortion to all state representatives and senators. And she's attended many prayer vigils outside of Planned Parenthood to pray for the babies and their mothers. Now, this is the Planned Parenthood in Reading that is down to limited hours because they're doing limited abortions now, thanks to Helen and people like Helen. And uh, Helen's on the board of Berks County Patriots. She's also... I'm a member of the Berks County Republican Committee, and she's on the executive committee with us. And in an effort to instruct others on the importance of our U.S. Constitution. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, I, I appreciate that. This should be, uh, I mean, this, this is, this, she's just an all-around great lady. She's with us today. Hi, Helen. Welcome to The Watchman. Wow. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, and um, I'm ready to go. If you have any questions or you'd like me to comment on anything, I'll be glad to comment on whatever you would like me to. Let's talk about the Marxist Democrats, the Supreme Court, uh, their attacks on our Supreme Court justice about a few weeks ago. 
We had uh, oh. Chuck U. Schumer go off on the Supreme Court, and uh, he went. I mean, he actually called justices out by name. I mean, he was calling them out, Neil Gorsuch, as he called them, oh. and I guess uh, you know, in a Kavanaugh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he released rhetoric and threats that one would think was being aimed at Iran if they were to attack the American homeland. I mean. I mean, he used it. I mean, he basically said, you will reap the whirlwind and pay the price. Now, he used that rhetoric, Helen, on the Supreme Court, which, I again, I would say would be rhetoric that you and I would use if, if or the president would use to tell Iran, if you attack our troops over there in Saudi Arabia, you're going to reap the whirlwind and pay the price. Or maybe or maybe Trump or, or, the, or, or our country would, would call out the terrorists in New York City. For if they were to release a biological weapon in the middle of the city or, or, or a nuclear device, you will weep the whirlwind and pay the price. I mean, so this is rhetoric that we would re- reserve for the most heinous of crimes and the most heinous terrorist attacks against our country. And he leveled them against Supreme Court justices and called them out by name. Helen, this is unprecedented, don't you think? It just seems to me like um, he's so he's so unpatriotic. Uh, he um, it doesn't seem to me that he has a respect for our constitution or our rule of law. Or um, I'm just waiting, you know, because I'm hoping that we can get another Supreme Court justice uh, uh, appointed by Trump. Uh, that's a yep. good conservative, and then we overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay, uh-huh. that's, where, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm. Well, we're we're for. we're winning that battle. I think Chuck U. Schumer knows that. Uh-huh. I think. See, that's why I think Chuck. I think Chuck Leverett, Levy. You know, he 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 threw that out there because he was threatening the Supreme Court because he knows this is coming. They know the bitter end, don't they? They know how this is going to end, don't they, Helen? Well, I think that um, I honestly believe that there has been a change when you see. You know, almost a million people at the at the National March for Life each year and the young people that are there and so enthusiastic and the older people marching just in step with them. And and when you see our president coming to the National (laughs) March for Life and actually speaking to us and telling us how important the life of the the unborn child is, first president ever in 47 years and you know we just we just admire him and we consider him really the most pro-life president that we've ever had he's amazing but what's amazing and all this this is how we know god's touched him this is our gideon with a sword when you look at the book of judges we look at at how god used normal people and to, to rescue israel in the nick of time i think that's really an interesting thing that we look at. I mean, look at Samson. I mean, use Samson. If if God can use Samson, he can use Trump, can he, Helen? <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> but like when I see what's happening right now with the pandemic, and honestly, my heart is warmed to see the yeah. people caring about other people. I've even yeah. gotten phone calls. Because I have a a disabled husband, you know, can I do anything for you? Is there anything you need? You know, um, it's just heartwarming to me. And I guess as I think and sit and, and look and say, hey, look at all these people caring about other people and about life. I say to myself, you know, 
why why can't we include the most vulnerable That's you right. know life there is which is the unborn child uh the most vulnerable in our nation and um and honestly when you think about it you know a life here in the united states by abortion is taken every 20 seconds every 20 seconds and oh it's goodness. just so sad it's so sad and since you know 1973 you know we have over 60 million babies that you know uh, have never had a chance at life that's right and it's that's just right. so sad to me it's just very very sad to me how, how is a culture we could get to that point isn't that amazing well you know the last time we really had a culture of life was 1972 and um and you know right now uh there's a dramatic clash between good and evil between yeah. the culture of death yeah. and the culture right. of life that's right that's right and we find ourselves not only <clears throat> faced with it but in the midst of the conflict and we do we do as as citizens of the United States that follow the Constitution and believe in it, we have a responsibility to be unconditionally pro-life. I mean, honestly, um, let's face it. Um, I had, you know, was just looking at the Constitution today and the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence reinforces this inalienable right to life, which is defined as a right that cannot be transferred or taken away since these rights are part of natural law and therefore come from God, not man. And so basically, you know, we need to, you know, there needs to be a call to action. We need people to stand for life. We need people to, you know, talk to other people and to pray at abortion clinics and, you know, to lobby their, their, um, you know, their, uh, their representatives and their senators. Like right now we have a heartbeat bill and right. a bunch of us went up uh, to Harrisburg for the introduction of the heartbeat bill. And it was just amazing to see so many of our state representatives standing with us, you know, and the, the different talks we've had. And one little girl from China, uh, 14 years old, actually talked about how, you know, she was thrown in a dumpster and someone oh. heard her crying and they pulled her out and she went to a home and she was immediately adopted by an American family. And she just went on and on about how thankful she is and how fortunate this young girl, you know, uh, praised the fact that, you know, she is living in America in a free country uh, with yeah. liberties and justice for all. Well, there isn't justice for all. There's not justice for the unborn at this point in time. And, you know, I think it's really telling. I can remember, I can remember churches, Helen, when I'm back in the early nineties, I got saved in 88. I remember going to churches in the early nineties. And I remember listening, especially after Bill Clinton was able to, the pro, the the pro death, the, the doctors of death, the demons of death were elected to Washington and they started, they took over presidency and so forth with Clinton and his pro-abortion stance and all that. And I remember the churches going to church. I remember the pastor saying, we need to pray for revival in this country. We need to pray for revival in this country. I've been listening to this for 30 years. Uh Oh, nearly Uh like maybe 25 years. 
For 25 years, I've been listening to this. And I'm going to tell you something. We're getting it. And I think the public right now is, is seeing this. They see Trump as standing for the right and for the decent, standing for the unborn. And I think it's waking people up. They see this. And they see the sultans of sinister in, their, in, their, in, 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 in the fake news, the Pravda media every day out there giving support to the governor of Virginia who, who talked about how, how he wants to make it legal to, to kill a, a baby that survives an abortion. I mean, yeah. and, and I remember watching that interview on television. I saw the news clip of his radio interview. Now, I mean, I, right now I'm doing these radio interviews. I'm doing this from my, my home because, I mean, because of the, of the problem we have with the separation of COVID-19. But, I mean, I am saying that, I, I mean, I have been in the station before we had this Chinese plague. And um, we, you, know, you can bring cameras in it. You can actually show yourself on TV. And we have a little camera that shows me and so forth. Well, they had a camera that showed the governor making that statement, the governor of Virginia saying, after the baby survives the abortion, after we'll, let, we'll make the baby comfortable and then we'll talk to the mother. And you could see the face of the radio interviewer. It, mm. it was something you'll, I just, I'll never forget. She had the face of like, she was watching something ghastly as it was unfolding oh, and not, and not believing what she was seeing even while she's seeing it. I mean, she was just amazed that he could be so calmly saying that. Well, let's, don't you remember also uh, when New York cheered, cheered the passage of the new abortion law till first. In fact, this, this law, you know, as you know, permits a mother to make a decision up to the point that she is dilated Yep. And this bill gives no protection. To, yeah, again, no protection of the baby if born alive. Right. Okay. And, but then all of a sudden, right after that, you started seeing Rhode Island. You know, again, you mentioned Virginia, New Mexico, Illinois, Vermont, all following suit. All this Democrat controlled states, too. All Democrat this controlled is, states. Yes. This is scary, Clay. This is just really, really scary. Like, well, we, we are we are winning, but we are we are winning in other states like Georgia, you know, yeah. and, and Louisiana. Yeah. So we are winning in some states, Missouri, Florida. We are winning in some states. But I, I agree with you. I I'm saddened and grieved mm-hmm. when I see states like, well, my home state, Rhode Island, which is where I grew up. And I mean, mm-hmm. my home state voting in this stuff. It just amazes me that you can have elected officials that, well, they, they think it's OK. I, I just am blown away by it. When you see the facts, when you see what what abortionists see when they're killing the baby, they see the baby trying to escape the knife. They see it. Mm, yes, they I, can. I, they can see him trying to get away from the suction tube. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's horrible. And horrible, horrible, it's, horrible, horrible. This is a battle, I believe, for the soul of our nation. I yep. really do believe that. Um, I do too. I do too. You know, and I, I do believe that the right to life, you know, is, is an inalienable right of which all other inalienable rights are founded and from which they develop. So if you don't have the right to life, you don't have any other right. You know, you can't have any other rights. I mean, it's, it's just so, it's not as complex. It's very simple. You know, um, life is sacred. 
from the moment of conception to natural birth. Okay. And obviously, you know, life is sacred uh, to natural death too, because of course, with all this happening, what do you see? A slippery slope, euthanasia, you know, of the elderly. What is euthanasia? Explain to our listeners what that is. Well, it's basically someone who's not going, you know, who, who is very seriously ill and, you know, uh, the decision is made to euthanize them, to kill them, to kill them, right? To kill them. That's right. And you know, I mean, we must respect life. You know, from the moment it's conceived to natural death. All right, and I just right. find it horrible and alarming of you know the slippery slope uh, of what's occurring sometimes in in certain states. Um, and I don't know, maybe I shouldn't even bring this up, but, you know, it was something that um, I was, I had, I had looked at a, uh, an article and, and it was talking about, are we on the wrong side of history? And it was like posing the, the idea of what's going to happen a hundred years from now as people look back and will they judge us on our culture of death? hoping that by that time we do have a culture of life back. And, um, you know, it's all I can say is we will, we, we shrink in shock when we think about, you know, way back when they had slaves or way back when, you know, they, they murdered Jews in ovens and killed the elderly and mentally disabled and all kinds of other evils that have, we've seen throughout the ages. What are they going to look back at us at this stage, you know, at this, at this time that we're living? Helen, Helen, what what, what do we stand for? What, what do yes. we stand for? You know, stand for something. It's really interesting. It, you, I love the way you put that. You very articulately put that because the history going to judge those. And, you know, what's interesting mm-hmm. is, and, and, you know, Mario, the pie, I should say, Andrew, the pious Cuomo, he's the governor who lit the empire state building. Remember he lit it. Oh, in yes, yes, yes. That's what I was. Yes. that or They were he, cheering. He, and then, cheering. And he lit, he lit the empire state yes. building in pink. Yes. And I think what's really telling to me is what the, what were they celebrating? They were celebrating the passing of a law that would allow them to kill babies. I, it, it, it's just, it's unthinkable to me. All of this is unthinkable. Mm-hmm. It used mm-hmm. to be, it used to be that these, it, it used to be that these demons of destruction would do this behind the scenes. They would do this under the, under the, behind the curtain, behind the closed door. But today they're overtly out front with this. It's amazing. Well, that's why we have to be committed to bringing awareness to our community. Okay. Um, To our government officials. We have to bring awareness. That's why we, you know, pray outside an abortion clinic. Or that's why we attend a March for Life. And we march through the streets. And, you know, people come out of the stores and come out of their houses. And we bring awareness to the fact, you know, of what is occurring in our nation and how wrong it is. Um, well, what, 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 you know, well, why don't you tell our listeners? Because we're getting—we only have about six or seven more minutes before we get end the okay. show. So let me—I want—I want to—I want, I mean, we're having a great discussion here. Our listeners are very, very glued to their radios right now because it's really oh, been good discussion. So. so no, they, this is good discussion. I want you to share with our listeners 
what you what what it is. I mean, what's going on in that abortion clinic in Reading that you've been training in front of for all these years? Now they've reduced their hours, haven't they, Helen? Uh, they did somewhat, and then they went back to another day. From uh, what I understand, they have the um, they have the schedule on the door. Um, I was there uh, last Saturday praying, and they're not supposed to be open. But then a whole bunch of people showed up and started unlocking the door and going in, and we're trying to talk to them, and <clears throat> of course they ignored us and went right in. Um, <clears throat> but but you know I know from being at outside of abortion clinics, um, and and actually like you said, I took girls from abortion clinics to my home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually. Um, my church helped me. We, I had six children of my own, but um, the basement, they transformed it into like a little apartment. And yeah. we would take girls literally from the abortion clinic to our home. And some of these women already had other children, which we took in too. And there wasn't one girl that ever came to live with us that ever regretted having their abortion, uh, ever regretted uh, not having their abortion. But they, but they all seem to regret abortions, don't they, Helen? What's, what's oh, the yeah. casualty? I mean, what, what's the mental casualties of the women that have these abortions? The, the mental consequences, the, the trauma they go through in life, aren't they the most virulent fighters against the pro-life prayers in front of these abortion clinics? The women that had it, have had these abortions that have had the they have the guilt to align with this guilt now, and they, they, they go after people, punching them in the nose and stuff because, you know, kicking their cameras out of their hands because they themselves are, are laden with guilt. I mean, am I, you think I'm overstepping them when I say that, Ellen, or what? You think I'm accurate? Well, I think I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I also know that there are an awful lot of women um, that go through terrible crises after having yeah. an abortion and uh there's a there's a program called Rachel's Vineyard and mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. type of program helps them through that because they have terrible guilt um yeah. there's also another group called Silent No More and Silent okay. No More are the women that have gone through abortions multiple abortions at times and you know they they find the healing in Jesus Christ and they That's join right. this group called Silent No More and they preach on what they went through and how they suffered and how they found God's forgiveness. I, and I was going to say, God, God can forgive and God can forgive yes. and God will yes. forgive. And, and, and the, it's the devil that convicts people and makes them think that they're not worthy of God's forgiveness. So when these women have these abortions, they don't think they're ever going to, they can ever redeem themselves. They're ever there because of what happened. And so, but the devil puts that doubt in their mind, doesn't he? It's the, it's the, it's Satan that puts the, the doubt in their minds. It's, but, but we need to tell people God can and will forgive you. And, you know, oh, you, yeah. you look at all the people that God's forgiven and look, I, look, the bottom line is God can, can forgive you for anything. And, and, you know, I, I think it's important that women know this, that forgiveness can be had. All they got to do is ask for it. But, you know, there are two casualties to every abortion, aren't there? There's the baby that, oh, that yeah. dies, and then the, then the mother and suffers the mother, horribly, doesn't she? You, there, you are so right, you know. Um, but honestly, we gotta, we've got to zero in on the love. Yeah. Love is the measure of all holiness. And we need, we know from the cross that love is stronger than death. That's and right. And we need to bring Christ's victory over death 
to every part of our world. We need to help these women. All right. Uh, But at the same time, we also need to do, be diligent and do our part to do everything we can um, to try and change the laws. Uh, Like right now, like I said, the heartbeat bill. Um, as soon as the heartbeat up in Harrisburg, hopefully it gets passed, you know, once the heartbeat, start, it, it, you know, is detected at like 18 days, you know, um, you know, um, they, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say, uh, it looks like it will be six to eight weeks, um, that they will, you know, end the, um, and allowing the abortion to take place. Okay. That's, that's not a start. Great. It's, it's not where no, we it's want. Not. Okay, that's it's right. Not where we want to be. All right. Um, but it's a whole lot better than where we're at now. And then we that's can right. just as, as as the pro-aborts have done incrementally, incrementally, yes. you know, over yes. all these years, gotten us to this point. Well, we're going to incrementally right. push them back. Push well, like, like, back. They're, like, the, like the liberals, like the liberals are trying to incrementally take away our gun rights. We're trying yes. to incrementally take away abortion. <laughs> Kids trying to whittle down the abortion, aren't we? <laughs> you know, that's You're what this right. comes down to. You know, it does, it comes down to it. Look, the bottom line is <clears throat> you're absolutely right. And, you know, I mean, you look at the states, like what's going on in, in, in a lot of these states right now. I mean, I, I believe I heard the statistic that the, the state of Missouri has one, one Planned Parenthood abortion clinic in the whole state. That's hey, encouraging. That's, that's a, great. That's, yes, and, that's yeah, encouraging to me. Yes, we've been hearing the Planned Parenthood's closing, and that is, you know, so, you know, it, it just, it just makes me feel like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we just got to keep pushing. We got to keep, you know, taking the action, and you know, we are going to win this battle because we yes. know who wins in the end. Okay. That's right. And, that's right. You know, so, but, you know, like I know you had mentioned the billboard, like the billboard, there is no doubt in my mind that that billboard was, you know, it's God's billboard. It's totally right. God's billboard because of yeah. the way it came about and what happened. Um, and maybe I'll just, if you want me to, I can just real quickly go. Well, we got, we got 60, we got 60 seconds. Make it 60 seconds. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can do it. You okay. can do it. Go ahead. Coming down, coming down the turnpike. Being called by God, I want a pluralized billboard right at that location, at that billboard there. Oh, okay, Lord. Um, after six months of being, you know, told by God to do this, I call up Lamar, I called up Lamar Agency. Hey, you know, could you tell me how much it'll cost? Uh, with everything done, they said, I'm saying it very quickly, $5,000. Oh, okay. And so I got off the phone. I said, okay, Lord. I don't have that money, and I know if you want it, you're going to provide it. I'm at a Turk's Head Festival handing out pro-life literature with a, uh, an older woman that just moved into town, and within five minutes, she tells me, well, I love it here, and I think I'd like to get into advertising for life. And I go, whoa, <laughs> can we sit down and talk? And <laughs> I sit down with her right there, and she had no idea what I needed to get this billboard up. She wrote out a check. What for? Five thousand dollars. You know what's amazing, <laughs> Helen? With with yep, praise God. You know what's amazing yeah, with yeah. with man with with man. As I said in the last show, with man, much is impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing well, folks, we, is impossible. We, folks, we're out of time. Helen, thanks for taking the time with us. This was a great show. 
and our listeners were going to be truly blessed by it. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Be with us every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL for this discussion on The Watchman, The Watchman on the Wall. And uh, thanks for being with us. For Helen McMahon, I'm Clay Brees. Thanks for being with us. Goodbye for now. And thank you, Clay, for having me.